Hello, and welcome to Follow the Leader, a podcast focused on telling character-driven stories through the use of GMless tabletop games where we can all take the lead. You can find us on Twitter at FTLCast and at FTLCast.com. We also have a Patreon at Patreon.com slash FTLCast. Today, we're playing Where Everybody Knows Your Name by Laura Loveless, a game about returning to a place you love time and time again. I'm Zach, and you can find me on Twitter at ObfuscatingGod, and you can find the music I do at IamBugBear.Bandcamp.com, and my pronouns are he, him. Playing with me today, we have... Hi, I'm Emily Riesbeck. You can find me on Twitter at Emily Riesbeck, and you can find my website, EmilyRiesbeck.com. I am a writer, uh, usually of comic books, and I have a, a book coming out this year from Iron Circus Comics called It's Your Funeral. It is a book about aliens who are social workers for ghosts and the one ghost who stuck interning for them in the afterlife. Uh, it's very good. I worked very hard on it with artist Ellen Kramer and letterer Matt Kratzer, and it is coming out hopefully in June. Um, there have been some delays because of the you know whole pandemic thing, but we're you know we're chugging along, and I hope you'll take a look at it and, and uh, look at look it up. And my pronouns are they them. Hell yeah. I'm Jade. You can find me on Twitter at jadeoxfordrose. As always, I have nothing else to plug, just my wonderful self, uh, and my pronouns are they them. That's more than enough, Jade. We love oh. you. Thank you, Map. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a derisive snort. <laughs> Sorry. Trying to, trying to get all that jade love for yourself. I see you. Listen. <laughs> I say, Zach, Zach plays with me every week doing other games, so like he's well used to my bullshit. So. <laughs> that means I'm Jade's best friend, Map. <laughs> I ask for things and Jade gives me nice things. Okay, no, we can't get who's the who's the fourth who's the fourth person on this call? Fourth person on this call, tell your name. I don't know. Who are they? <laughs> it's me. It's Mab. You can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at Little Lady Mab. Uh, you can maybe find me at Gen Con Running Games if we still got a Gen Con in August. Who knows? August might just be in flames. And that's it. Oh, pronouns are she her. Forgot about those. Fantastic. Jade, did you see yours? I think so. They're they, them, if I didn't. Okay. Who knows? <laughs> Our lines, things we absolutely do not want to see, are homophobia and transphobia, racism, sexism, anti-Semitism, violence against children and animals, sexual assault, domestic violence or intimate partner violence, and unwanted pregnancy. Our veils, things we're fine with addressing but we'll just flayed black on, are Stevie situations, graphic depictions of bodily harm, and terminal illness. Now that we've got all that... Let's get started. Cue the ukulele. This is the place where the, where the, the intro theme comes in. Ba da ba 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 ba. Oh, yeah.
So today we're playing Where Everybody Knows Your Name, which is a game about returning to a place you love time and time again. It is a game that is inspired by sit-down comedy shows, like... Situation Seinfeld. situation comedy shows. Sit-down sit sit like, comedy shows. Sit-down comedy shows. You know those shows where people will walk into a scene, sit down in a chair, and then start the comedy? Wait, is See, <laughs> aren't those like Dr. Phil? <laughs> that's... Yeah. Uh, that's the, the, I, I actually, I actually stole that, that joke from Dave the Barbarian because there's an episode where a nerd goes back in time to the barbarian times and it creates sitcoms. He says, I call them sitcoms because people sit while I do comedy. <laughs> Dave the Barbarian was like so ahead of its time in a lot of ways. It really was. All right. So we're doing, we're doing a sitcom. This game. Is played in segments called episodes, which each have their own chaos clock. The chaos clocks are the way to measure the amount of shenanigans, or, you know, chaos in the episode. The number of sections of your clock is two times the amount of characters plus one, so that's a nine for us. Sections will be filled during gameplay. When the chaos clock is full, that's when the conflict gets resolved. So... We should do, like, character stuff, probably, mm-hmm. first. Yeah. Character creation. So, uh, big picture, this game is going to take place at a summer camp. Specifically, it's going to take place at the Cynthia Saltburn Camp for Volatile Young Wizards, also known as Camp Saltburn. We are all playing camp counselors at this camp for young wizards who are also volatile. Uh, they might be delinquents. How do we feel about them being delinquents? Maybe not in the criminal sense, just like uh, well, our sort of children. Wayward but... souls. Yeah. I'm I'm definitely a delinquent. One hundred percent by the definition of the word. Milo mm-hmm. is somebody that just maybe requires supervision. <laughs> well, fortunately you can learn all about getting supervision here at the camp. <laughs> because that's one of the spells you learn, supervision. <laughs> God. And thus the tone has been set. But um, uh, all right. Let's let's talk about our characters. Uh, who are we all playing today? Uh, so I am playing William Kowalski, also known as Ziggy, perplexingly, a nickname that Ziggy has seemingly given himself, and that nobody knows the exact origin for. Uh, Ziggy's traits are that he is a conspiracy theorist, a know-it-all, and an alchemist. In scare quotes. Um, he is 5'11", he has awkwardly, he's awkwardly skinny and gangly, with an extremely pronounced Adam's apple. Um, he has, like, a little bit, like, unkept hair, and he has big old mutton chops like the guy from Disco Elysium, you know, the main character? Except he's younger than that guy, I think that guy's, like, middle-aged. I've never actually played the game, I've heard it's He's definitely middle, like, middle-aged or older. He's, like, a burnt-out cop. Yeah, so, so, uh, Ziggy is a burnout, but of the younger variety, um... Ziggy is... So he's a millennial, like all of us. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ziggy, Ziggy is uh, kind of a stoner uh, and talks a lot about conspiracy theories from uh, from the world. And I, oh, something we didn't mention but is worth noting. We're, we're imagining this summer camp as being ostensibly in the real world, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. like it, so, so this is a secret, like it's, it's sort of a Harry Potter secret wizard thing, but, it, but otherwise is set in quote-unquote the real world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so Ziggy has got all sorts of conspiracy theories about the real and wizarding world, um, which he will tell you about in great detail to anyone who will, will is willing to listen to him for more than fifteen seconds. Hell yeah, that's Ziggy. That's Ziggy. 
All right. I am playing uh, Milo Wolf, uh, he, him pronouns. His traits are trusting, ditzy, and a bit much. Um, description, he is 6'2 and solidly built, uh, shoulder-length, strawberry blonde hair, worn up in a little bun or held back with an Alice band, dark eyes and a perpetual smile, lives in shorts and tank tops and owns an array of brightly coloured sunglasses. I feel like he probably loses them a lot, which is why he has so many. Um, like, maybe late 20s, puppyish energy. To put it mildly, we'll get into that later. Real, real Chris Hemsworth, Chris Hemsworth hours. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I asked on Twitter what people wanted to see me play, and Himbo was requested by like three different people. Uh, everybody that replied said, "Play Himbo or a Thembo," and this is me delivering. So <laughs> that's him. Hell yeah. Um, I'll be playing the ever-chaotic crawling vines worn by Summer Sun, a.k.a. Vines, uses she-her pronouns. Her traits are loud, trickster, and high chaos. Her uh, description, the face claim that I use, is the Korean model Yoon Young Bae. She has pin-straight black hair, about average height, lives a sleeves-are-bullshit level of life, and loves to shock people, literally. She is basically that person that would run around and do handshakes, and then you'll be like, oh, you got one of those shocker things on her hand? And you're like, no, it's just me delivering a little jolt of electricity into your palm, because I can. Chaos level uh, at you know, about cat level, <laughs> as in a kitty cat, not just a person named cat that you happen to know. <laughs> yeah, like Cat Morrow. To be fair, um, every cat I know is a high chaos person. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's, that's Vines. Fantastic. I will be playing a character named Wimbledon Sanderson, but he is desperate for everyone to just call him Don. Uh, his traits are self-aware, awkward, cynical, and abjurationist. He is an abjurer. He specializes in, in protective magic uh, because he's seen enough nonsense to know that if you don't have it, you will die. Uh, he is skinny, but not as skinny as Ziggy. Tall, but not as tall as Milo. Has a, do uh, a dozen different camp shirts that all say different slogans on them. And has a small pentagram-shaped scar on his forehead. <laughs> That's so much. We are going to have to ask you what your slogan your shirt is saying at any given moment. Yep. Yeah, of course. Excellent. That's why I put it there. Uh, and so Don once probably was a, a chosen one, and then that ended, and now he's 26 and is a camp counselor. <laughs> Very good. Well, how old are Vines and Ziggy? Hmm, probably like, like if everyone else is mid to late 20s, then yeah, 26 to 28. Yeah, I would say Vines is a little on the younger scale, so like 20, 23. I just thought of an infuriating character trait for Ziggy. Oh, yeah. This is what? Calls everybody kid, no matter how old they are. <laughs> Beautiful. Hell yeah. Um, awesome. So that's all our characters. So we are in a place called Cynthia Saltburn's Camp for Volatile Young Wizards, aka Camp Saltburn. There are two questions that we ask, I think each of us ourselves, which is uh, how long have you been going to this place and what brought you there in the first place? I think for Don, he's been going since he was uh, a wee lad uh, of 11 and 12, uh, the, the perfect age to start being a chosen one. 
and you know he went here as a kid and now continues to be here as a camp counselor because he saw it as one of the only positive influences on his life uh, and, and thus continues to come back year after year to ensure that the next generation doesn't just have lunatic wizards telling them what to do. So Ziggy is one of those lunatic wizards telling them what to do. Um, <laughs> I, I have I have also been going here since I was a young uh, young lad, a young wizard, and had a uh, you know penchant for alchemy, um, mm-hmm. which I mostly use to sl- not so um, not so savory ends. Uh, you think that we like our childhood friends then? I think that we our childhood know each other's. I don't know how. I, it sounds like Don would kind of despise Ziggy. Um, True. So, and I'm perfectly fine leaning into that. I must say. Um, so yeah, I think that uh, Ziggy was one of the delinquent bastard wizard children, um, mm. and I think that Ziggy has is is pretty awful in terms of being an actual wizard, but is very very good at a couple things like making making. Um, unsavory items using alchemy and talking about making unsavory items using alchemy and teaching the kids how to make unsavory items using alchemy um and now i am what brought me here in the first place was that yeah i was i was always i think i was always just a weirdo from from when i was a kid and now i'm a weirdo that's grown up and trying to teach new kids to be weirdos Mm. just like how i am in real life choice oh yeah um to add to this milo has also been coming to the camp since he was a kid uh, I decided something that I've changed since we were discussing characters before we uh, hit record. I think Milo's parents are wizards or magically adept. And Milo has no magical ability except for the one where he can turn into like dogs and wolves and other canines that he's been told is transfiguration. It might not be. He might just be a werewolf of some description but because uh, that's the only <laughs> magic he's ever been seen to do. I love him already. <laughs> but he's so good at turning into dogs and wolves and coyotes and foxes and all of those things. So yeah, and he loves this camp. Uh, but he's become a kid since he was a since he was a kid because his parents were probably the adults that run the camp. Um, so I imagine that uh, he's familiar with uh, Ziggy and Don as well. I think for Vines, probably the quote unquote new kid on the block as far as coming here. So this is, uh, I mean, she's probably been a counselor for a few years, but never came here as a child, except for maybe one year at the very end before she became too old to become, like, one of the kids going there. But it's all still fairly new to her, so she probably doesn't know them as well as they all know each other, but is definitely probably knows more about them on the rumor mill than anything else. Love it. Nice. But um, what brought her there in the first place? Probably just something to do, so she doesn't just keep blowing things up with lightning. Electrocuting people? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> Listen, if there's anyone who's volatile, it's someone that can conduct electricity. <laughs> That's true. All right, so we've got it. So to begin play, one person sets up a steam, establishing where you are. Uh, we know you're at the bar slash public library slash D&D group in your friend's smallest basement, but where that specific setting, uh, who you're with, and what you're doing. And then in a scene, you can do one of two moves. 
do something to complicate the scene, adding one to the chaos clock, for example, tell someone who you know cannot keep a secret something they cannot tell anyone, tell someone that secret, say you're setting a fr- friend up for a blind date and said decide you're the blind date, or etc. Uh, or, if you don't want to complicate the scene, you can stall, adding a B-plot that doesn't affect the chaos clock, but that is fun. Uh, and then once the co- clock has been filled up, it's time to resolve the episode, uh, which we will do when we get there. I love the fact that you can add B plots in this game. Like mm-hmm. that's so cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just occurred to me that it's it's nine levels of chaos, but it doesn't mean that every scene has to be chaos. Mm-hmm. No, not necessarily. Right. All right. So probably I think we should probably go in like and some like set frame scenes in order, in like a turn order, and then but each scene can have anyone in them depending on who's framing it. Mm-hmm. Cool. So of course there's a the tradition. We got our guests starting. Oh boy. Um, okay, so let's frame the scene as um, why don't we why don't we start with the season premiere? All right, so we're all coming back to the camp and getting set up before the kids arrive, and that's that's what we're you know like like this is the like you know couple of days we have to set up the camp and get everything ready for the kids. So mm-hmm. we have all arrived earlier, and yet the kids have not yet arrived. And I think um, I think Ziggy has quote unquote is quote-unquote already here which is to say that that ziggy is always the first one to arrive at the camp conveniently mm-hmm. and uh do i do i just set up myself or do i set up someone else here uh you can decide uh where you're at specifically and uh, who you're with and what you're doing yeah so i think um i think what happens i think what we're doing is uh that um don has just come has just arrived and is just trying to get situated and um, so I don't know how I've never been in a camp in real life, but I presume that just like the kids share quarters, probably the counselors do as well. Yeah, probably not quite as many in in a, in a single room. Right. We might, we might, it might be like dorm style where there's two beds per bedroom. And of course, we're the longest lived counselors. So we're in the same room. Yay. So, oh, you, is that you in character? <laughs> uh, a little bit. I'm still working on his voice. Um, so, so Don rolls up in a really, really... So, Harry Potter took place entirely in the 90s. Are we in the modern era, do we think? Mm. Is this the present, the present day? You could go back a couple of years, maybe be like... Back to, like, the mid-2000s, maybe? Sure. Either way, there's a just a, t- a terribly beat up car that, that comes <laughs> up to the to the to the uh, the counselor parking grounds because you can't just hike the whole way. There's a little bit of a of a, of a, of a thing, um, and I come out and I have two duffel bags uh, and a backpack and a messenger bag, and I kind of look up at the 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 arch that says Camp Saltburn, uh, which is constantly slightly singed. Uh, and I take a deep breath, and I exhale, and I walk into the cabin, and Ziggy is already there yes, again. and I'm going to do something to complicate the scene. Okay. Um, so when you walk into the cabin, it is not only, like, not only am I already there, but I have fully decorated the cabin <laughs> to be perfect for Ziggy. Uh, the cabin is completely covered in head-to-toe and shit, like, you know, shag carpet. And, like, there's incense burning somewhere. 
every bit of like the walls are covered in like posters or like different things. There are some like stupid like you know crystals and whatnot. You know the the stupid like energy crystals and stuff like that. There mm-hmm. is a whole little like display case and uh, sample case of essential oils and things like that. Um, and I am sitting on um, the, the I I have taken the um, uh, the um, bunk beds apart and moved them together to make myself one big bed. <laughs> and I um I'm sitting on there smoking a, a weed a joint. And I, uh, <laughs> as soon as I see you, I, and and now I think you knew you were gonna room with me before, right? And this may be your first time rooming with me, maybe. Maybe yeah, maybe despite. Despite my uh, uh, continued complaints to the mm-hmm. to the to the camp board, you have continued to get promoted. Yes, and uh, and as soon as I see you, I go, "Hey, man! Hey, Mister Sanderson in the house! All right, hey, come here! I already got our room all set up, buddy. You see, I got our essential oils over here, and I got our uh, sounds like an old grandpa. I got our energy crystals over here. If you ever wanna." If you ever want to, you know, charge those, you just let old Ziggy know. I'll make sure make myself scared. <laughs> How you doing, Mr. Sanderson? Have a good, uh, you have a good winter? So Don is just standing there in the room, in the doorway, and he... Where is my bed? Oh, your bed? Well, it's right here, partner. He pats the bed beside him. You see, I, 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 while you were gone, I was uh, deep in the mindscape of my own subconscious, and I did reach out to the universe, and the universe did come and tell me, and you want to know what the universe said to me, Mr. Sanderson? What did the universe say to you, Ziggy? The universe said to me, Ziggy, humans are meant to be together. Humans are me- Humans, we used to live in caves, Don. We used to live in caves, and the only warmth we had was snuggling up together. Ain't nothing sexual about it. It's just a way to get your energy aligned with the energy of the universe and the energy of your fellow man. You understand me? See, the big the government does not want you to have your energy out there because the government wants you to keep that energy pent up so that they can harvest it for their food using psychic connections that they use from our cell phones. We don't have cell phones out here, Ziggy. Right, but in that bit, the city, you do. Also, I do have a burner phone, but that doesn't count. <laughs> that doesn't count because I wrapped the I wrapped the thing in tin foil. You see, I hold out my burner phone, and the the thing is wrapped in tin foil. Um, anyway, you want a hit of this? I, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Ziggy. Uh, Don drops his duffel bags. And he pulls off his, his messenger bag, and he takes off his backpack that does clip to the front. Yes, good. And he walks over to Don, uh, to Siggy, who is holding out a, a spliff. Yeah. A bit of the reefer. A bit of the old sticky icky. And he takes it, and he holds it up into Don's face, and he throws it out the window. Hey, man, that was good. That was good stuff. I made that myself. Ziggy, it's the first day's camp. Uh-huh. It's the first day of camp, Ziggy. Their kid's gonna be here. Don't you want to get off on a good note? Here's what's gonna happen, Ziggy. I'm gonna go, and I'm gonna make sure that Milo and Vines are getting in, and I'm gonna come back in a couple hours. And if this shit isn't gone, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> how, how intimidating is Don? 
Um, he, I mean, he's like he's like burnt out Harry Potter. <laughs> That's true. He's like he's like he was a, he was like the the destined like hero, wasn't he? Instead of becoming an Arger, he becomes a camp counselor, <laughs> an Auror. Yeah, because becoming an Auror fucking sucks. Yeah, why would he become a cop? Fuck off, yeah. J.K. Rowling. Because <laughs> yeah, he became a fantasy cop or a fantasy camp counselor because you choose mm-hmm. life choices. Uh, yeah, man, alright, no problem, man, you're not getting the energy, you're not feeling the vibes, alright, I understand, sure, no problem, buddy. Okay. Uh, he turns around, and he looks, and he says, I guess you can keep the crystals. Uh, <laughs> walks out. You sure you don't want to, you sure you don't want to try this as oil? It's essential. <laughs> uh... Was that a? Do you think I was complicating the scene by threatening to murder you? I mean, I w- are we allowed to mark the chaos clock twice in one scene? I think yeah, so. Yeah, in a scene, your character can do one of two moves. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like this game is kind of expected to go kind of rapid fire with like little mm. dumb sitcom episodes. For sure. This is the one where Ziggy makes a Jo crystal. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic so yeah so so don uh like turns on around and just like marches out of the cabin um and it's someone else's turn to to, to frame a scene because i go last i'm trying to think because technically it would be me if we're going in the turn order and hmm. i mean we could just we could just shut these scenes up real quick as like what are because you know it's opening day we all know that we're all coming mm-hmm. in so we can just des- describe and explore what's happening as we each come into the place Sure. Um, all right. Well, the visual that this is is um, it's like the camera cuts away from the uh, cabin and just does this beautiful sort of sweeping vista of like the camp and the trees and the lake and the sunlight's bouncing off it and it's beautiful. And out through the woods comes bounding this massive wolf with like a backpack strapped to it and a pair of brightly coloured sunglasses perched on the nose on a little string around the back so they don't fall off. Um, That just sort of like careens into the main camp and does sort of a, you know, when dogs hit like a tile floor and the back legs sort of skid out from underneath them. I think a little bit of that just sort of slides in and bumps into the side of one of the cabins with like a thud and everything inside the cabin falls over. Because this is a big wolf. I'm thinking like Alucard in Castlevania, like size big. Oh, Alucard is so attractive in Castlevania. <laughs> yes. I, I gotta watch that third season. You really do. But yeah, and sort of <laughs> hits that, the sunglasses sort of slide off, so they're dangling on the little string and um, sort of shifts uh, and then just stands up in human form with like the tank top and the shorts that are maybe a little bit too short but the kids aren't in so nobody's going to tell them off for wearing the short shorts yet and like the hiking boots and just sort of like yeah camp and just sort of like <laughs> marches off towards the uh, cabin um he could share with vines that's funny yeah you got the dog and the cat in the cabin together yes exactly but they're like best friends <laughs> yes good Actually, I think he sort of sniffs around and is looking for vines to see where she is. Definitely, probably up on a roof. Probably on the roof of their cabin. I imagine her just kind of like lying there, enjoying the sun, taking, not quite taking a cat nap, but probably was just taking a cat nap. Okay. Uh, Did uh, Milo's arrival wake her? (laughs) Or is she really good at sleeping through noise? Mm, I think his arrival did wake her up. Yep. 
And so now she's just kind of like lying there waiting for him to find her because that's also a game. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it takes a little while, like obviously goes to the cabin first because that's where the sweater's the strongest, drops his backpack, just like, hello. And like, just looks around, looks under everything and then comes back out and just like stood outside the cabin, like looking around. And then it sort of occurs to him and he uh, like literally one hand on the edge of the roof, literally like whoop, pulls himself up super easy and like lands next to her. And the roof just makes an unhealthy kind of creaking sound. It's just like, Ooh, you're getting hey. better. Hey. Oh, is it that time already? Oh. I, I don't know. I don't have a watch on. Oh, neither do I. Huh. I wonder what time it is. Ooh, I wonder how much longer we have before... Our good friends start fighting. At that point, do we hear? I've got keen hearing, so my ears prick up, and like I think the camera shifts, and you hear Milo hearing. If you don't clear this up, I'm gonna fucking kill you. And uh, <laughs> he looks down at Vaja. Oh, they're here. Oh, good. I think it's going well. Oh, good. We're off to a great start already. The kids aren't even here yet. It's gonna be a strong summer. I'm so pumped. Mm-hmm. 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 Just sort of like sit, like lies down because like running here pretty much probably most of the whole way is exhausting. It's just like lying there on the roof next to her. You just ran all the way up the mountain again, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, I can smell it. Oh, I am so sorry. Just like lifts the arm. Just like, oh, I can, I can go like swim in the lake. Do you want me to go swim in the lake? I will go swim in the lake. Actually, here's an interesting point of order is that dogs don't sweat. Hmm. Yeah, but you can still smell like dirty dog. I also I like the thought of shifting and immediately like the adrenaline still going, so the sweat just starts happening the second he shifts back. And <laughs> Never like... said that werewolves don't sweat. <laughs> true, true. And dogs just pant, but also dogs smell. <laughs> <laughs> so it's possibly that that a delightful mix of just like dirty dog and delightful. human sweat. Oh God. Vines is like, oh my god, you reek, please go. You want to go in the lake? You want to go in the lake with me? We can go in the lake. You know how I feel about going in the lake. That it's a really fun time and that you should no. totally do it. But come on, no. come on, come on. No. Please, I'll, like, please. I'll on the edge of the lake with you. All right, all right, all right, all right. You all know, right. I do not get into that lake. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's gross. It's dirty. Okay. Do we want to see if, like... Don and Ziggy want to go? Do we want to... Yes. <laughs> At this point, if I just threatened to kill Ziggy, I'm probably coming over to your cabin. Mm -hmm. Probably. Milo is not hard to spot <laughs> on the top of uh, the cabin roof, even if he's lying down. <laughs> so the two of you are just sitting on top of the cabin roof? Yes. Yep. And Don just comes up and like he's like, shielding his eyes from the glare because he's, he's, he's not wearing his canceler hat yet. Uh, his shirt does say, feel the burn at Camp Saltburn. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and he says, uh, are you both up there? Yeah. Are you settling in? Uh, good. I haven't unpacked yet. So they're not good. You need to unpack. They're going to be here. We like don't oh. have to. I was going to go in the lake, though. Apparently I smell real bad. Did you run up the mountain again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know you... What? Milo, do you know how to drive a car? Well, for any given measure of no. I mean, no. no. That's not so bad. 
I mean, if he's got the energy to burn, he might as well, because this is Camp Salt Burn, right? Feel the burns right there on your shirt, buddy. It's a good shirt. Just burn things. Don't make me regret my shirt. How could you regret that shirt? It's a great shirt. Okay. <laughs> the hand comes down his face. <laughs> Do you need a pair of sunglasses? No. I have. Yes. Um, I like hop down off the roof and go into the cabin and grab you hmm, a pair that are bright yellow with little bumblebees on the edge of the frames and hand them over to you. So when you say bright, do you mean just the frames or like also the lenses? Uh, I think the frames are like bright yellow and the lenses are like that orangey kind of yellow. That's sort of like that sort of like um, gold mm-hmm. sort of like reflective mirrored um uh... Going. Not not fully mirrored, more like um, I'm going to keep using this, like Holtzman in Ghostbusters, like just yellow tinted. Oh, okay, okay. So like, but still transparent. Okay. Yeah, still transparent. These barely work. Oh. Uh, he puts them on. <laughs> <sighs> okay, you're going to the lake? Mm-hmm. I spell. Okay, the kids are going to be here and he is wearing a watch. He's the only, I think the only person <laughs> barring potentially oh, yeah. Ziggy to have a watch on. Mm-hmm. Time means nothing. The kids are going to be here in about four hours. So is if you take an hour in the water and then two hours. While I runs off. <laughs> and just like splash <laughs> of water. Vines. Yeah. One hour. What? Until what? And then you. <sighs> I can live out of a suitcase for three weeks. I'm going to do it just to prove a point that I don't have to unpack. <sighs> All right. She's just sitting on the edge of the roof, like kicking her feet. Just make sure you're ready when the kids get here. Ooh, make sure the kids are ready when they get here. <laughs> what does that mean? You know it. <laughs> <laughs> what does that vines? What is... vines? <laughs> <laughs> she just disappears over the other edge of the roof and takes off towards the lake. <laughs> Don puts, puts his, he like reaches into his back pocket and pulls out his wand and he's like, not yet. Fits <laughs> <Fits> away. <laughs> uh, and then just moves further into the camp to go do other setup stuff. Uh, I suppose that counts as a stall on my part. That's probably a stall, yeah. Like the trying to get camp set up and ready for the kids, I guess. B plot. Can I just say... I love the idea that the B plot here is Vines, who like who is unwilling to admit that she doesn't like living out of a suitcase <laughs> and needs some back, but she tries to do it like stubbornly to prove a dumb point. Yeah, that's such a that's such a fun like sitcom B plot. <laughs> Where are my Where's my other pair of shorts? I put it back in the in the bag. <laughs> you have a bag of holding. <laughs> It should, you should be able to pull out whatever you want in it. Why can you still not find it? Ugh. Incredible. So, uh, next scene, I guess. Uh, Vines, I think, I think, uh, yeah, it's a map scene. Oh, mm-hmm. no. Oh, yeah. Okay. Let's see. I think it'll be fun to cut to, like, dinner. Like, the first dinner and all the kids have started rolling up. So that's some um, good potential for some chaos. Um, is this trying to light like the barbecue and get the barbecue going? 
is this is this after uh the like the day so this is this is like uh fairly significantly later like we're not we're not following them in the lake we're not following right. Z- ziggy i don't know well i won't speak for for ziggy <laughs> I've got uh, uh, I've got some schemes. the 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 mess has not been cleaned up yet, but I like the kids arriving because, like I said, I really like that B plot of like, no, oh, I can totally just live without unpacking. It's no problem. I am too proud to you know admit that that was she's stupid. the cat. Yes, it was just like I will never admit that I was wrong at any given point, uh, and therefore I will continue on this path as long as I can. Uh, but no, I kind of like the idea of just like them all sitting around at the counselor's table at dinner like so when at the camp that i had gone to we did have like a little mess area and there was like a whole bunch of round tables um that were all set up so i do imagine that like the four of them at least have staked a corner of a round a corner of a round table but you know what i mean um and you know against don's best wishes does end up eating with the three of them well, of course, I have to maintain an image of unity for the for the kids. Yeah, how many other counselors would you say there were? And like, would we Ooh. all sit together, or would like the four of us be like some weird little team? I like the thought that we get, but as the ones who maybe attended and are now counselors, opposed like the admin team and like the mm-hmm. first aid person. Just like it's like that weird thing of when you meet your teachers as an adult. Is that kind of vibe? Like, yes, you're technically staff now, but also I remember you as children, so it's weird you guys can sit to bite. You guys sit together. Yeah, it's like they're not at the adult table. They're not at the kids' table. They've created their own <laughs> little side table. <laughs> the other camp counselors are like the side characters, you know. The um, the uh, the you know the like Stanley from the Office would be like yeah. someone who was never was never really like a main focus of the show, but once in a while had a B plot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dang it. But yeah, so, um, and I think it's just kind of, uh, I do like that Vines and Ziggy are trading some gossip or catching up on conspiracy theories from over the summer, and uh, Vines is just totally feeding him into that, just to make oh, Don perfect. annoyed. Oh, perfect. Just because she <laughs> knows that Don's sitting there, like, gripping his knife until it, like, bends in half. You know. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, Go on, Emily. Please. I was just gonna say. So I can. So I think we'll we'll zoom in on that with like um with like. Oh yeah, I heard all about it over the uh, over our winter here. You see, I found out what the true reason they're putting fluoride in that water is. They thought it was to mind control us. No way. They are trying to make our teeth stronger. They are trying to create a race of super teeth individuals. Oh my God! I would love super teeth. Can you no, imagine? You, well, well, but that's the thing. You think it sounds all great, right? Yeah. You think, let's put the fluoride everywhere. Why don't yeah. we? Well, but here's the thing. Once you get your super teeth, you think you're going to keep them? <gasps> no, sir. No, they wouldn't take my teeth. Oh, they would. They most certainly would. Jesus, not my teeth. Not my sharp, beautiful, strong teeth. Oh. Um, uh, well, I have a question. One, what are we eating? What's the, what's the, what's the camp, uh, the camp? Magical meatloaf. <laughs> yes it'll yeah. be meatloaf cool meatloaf of the, the, the meat of the of the magic cow the um, magic loaf beast and like corn on the cob as well like mm-hmm. the cob. Uh, so Don does put up his fork and he says so they want to make a race of super powerful teeth using people and then 
take the teeth? Yes, sir, Mr. Sanderson. You can put them onto weapons. Think about it. it well, exactly. What's in teeth? Calcium. Right? Calcium, the big C. Uh, not saying anything is Milo testing how strong his teeth is by putting his fork in his mouth, but what with being basically a werewolf and all, he bends it super easily and just looks at his fork in amazement at his super teeth. <laughs> I, I I like I point at you I point at your fork and I put my mouth like over my or my, my hand over my mouth like looking very concerned for you. Oh, they've already got Milo. That's right. They've got. They don't have anybody. I. I. I should not. I. Should I not swim in the lake anymore? You weren't drinking the lake water, were you? No. 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 I mean, it's not. This salty. lake has been here since before any of us have. There's no. There ain't no fluoride in that. Just don't drink any tap water ever, and also no bottled water. I boil all my water myself. By the way, Mister <laughs> Sanderson, don't worry. I got a pot boiling right now back in our room. Fluoride isn't a bacteria. Boiling water wouldn't affect that. Okay. <laughs> All right. This guy over here thinks he knows about flora. <laughs> this guy thinks he knows chemistry. <laughs> All right. Oh, good. Uh, hmm. Uh, this is a very good point to have some chaos happen, I think. Yes. What chaos should happen? Does something explode on one of the kids' tables? I mean, literally, Ziggy did just say he has a pot of water boiling back in their cabin. This is true. Unsupervised. And a watched <laughs> pot never boils, and an unsupervised pot, well, he smokes the dope. Um, <laughs> All my pot God. is unsupervised. <laughs> <laughs> See, so I had an idea that there might be some sort of um, lake monster. Yes. Oh, good. Nice. Very good. But that that wouldn't be me doing the chaos. That would be like external chaos coming in. I can um I can um introduce a little chaos. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think um after w while we're eating dinner, I'm gonna like uh, grab Milo and like yank him aside, and I'm gonna go, Milo, I need your help, Mister Wolf. I need your help. What do you need? You're look, you're big and strong, right, yes. Milo? Yes. Great, great, excellent. Because you see, here's the thing. Mm -hmm. I have reason to believe that Mr. Sanderson has been compromised. No. He came in here, he's saying all sorts of crazy things, you know? Saying he's going to get me. Saying he's going to get all of us. No. Unless... I mean, I, I did hear him say that, but really? That's so unlike Don. Oh, yeah, the nice ones are the ones you got to worry about the most. Because you see, the simple-minded, those are the ones who are most easily susceptible to mind control. The head tilts full on dog style. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I need some help cleaning my room. Uh huh. <laughs> I figure you're big and strong. You can carry a lot of things. You want to help me out? Help out old Ziggy? I mean, sure. All right, let's go. <laughs> we'll happily trot on after you. Yeah. <laughs> We both watch them go. So that's my chaos. I've roped Milo into cleaning the room. Sure. To keep the chaos track on the uh, on the A plot. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they, they conspicuously get up and leave, and Don watches them go, and he says, Oh, god damn it. What, are, what do you think they're doing? <laughs> Vines pauses, and then does an eyebrow waggle, and then does nothing else. <laughs> 
Jesus. While I keep <laughs> shooting nervous glances back at the table as well, just to compound this. <laughs> oh, oh, maybe we get like a good visual gag where like I'm I'm saying like we we cut to me and I'm saying like you see you understand something. A lot of things I got in there were were oh, maybe oh, this isn't. I, I can't think of the visual gag there. Never mind. <laughs> I was thinking that, that, that Ziggy was making some obscene gesture, but it was like in context, it was actually very like, um, mm-hmm. you know, it was mundane, but they're just stupid. It's mm-hmm. good. It's good. But I couldn't think of the exact, like what it would be. Yeah, no worries. Vines <laughs> so, just wiggles her eyebrows at him and, so, and, and um, Don uh, says, okay, so I think I'm done eating and I'm <laughs> going to... Leave. You can like stay in my room tonight if you have to. You know, if there's a sock on the door, don't go in there. <laughs> oh God! Don't make me think about vines. Why did you make me think about that? Okay, bye. <laughs> she picks up her plate and leaves. <laughs> <laughs> oh no 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 no! I know what it is. So um so when when um. What we're like talking and and um, again, you just see some obscene gesture, and then when you look over, Ziggy looks up at you and like gives a thumbs up and a big smile and nods. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. And, and then and then like we cut back to Ziggy and um, Milo, and Ziggy's like, "Yeah, I think he knows we're gonna we're gonna clean up good. I think he understands, and I think he is gonna be okay." He's gonna die from an aneurysm before this episode's done. <laughs> gonna get a stress ulcer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at that, Milo will turn around and give a big thumbs up to Don and Vines as well. Okay, I'm gonna go walk by the lake and maybe walk into it. All right. Maybe never come back. We'll miss you. Sure, you will. <laughs> so Don just gets up and starts walking directly towards the lake. I, I love these kids already. <laughs> this is very good. Uh, okay, so it's my scene. I am at the lake, and right now no one's with me. But and so you just see uh, it's nighttime now. And the moon is high over the lake. Uh, you can see it reflecting the lake surface, uh, and Don. Um, He's just standing there with his hands on his hips. And he looks out of the water and he says, Fluoride. <laughs> Kicks the water. I'll fight the water. <laughs> I, I don't this is this is this is done unaffected by other people. This is done in his in his own element, and I wonder what he does. I just had such a dumb idea. What's that? What if fluoride is actually the name of the creature that lives in the lake? <laughs> and by saying fluoride and like <laughs> kicking the water, um, the creature the wakes juice, up. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Or the creature has four eyes and is really <laughs> self-conscious about it. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> and thus, this is, 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 is we see we see for a moment a, like a four-eyed creature just kind of stick its head up out of the lake. It's like crocodilian, but with like a big, long, like manatee body, and like it just makes direct eye contact with Don, and he just like kind of tilts his head to the side at just like the bizarreness of the situation. And it just 
like it's it's like throat kind of vibrates and then just a stream of water slams him right in the face (laughs) don is there just sputtering and soaking wet and completely has no idea what to do about that um no yeah he knows what to do about that (laughs) he runs straight back to his cabin (laughs) you you open the door and things are way more of a mess than they were before God damn it! <laughs> okay, okay, I, I, I'll add another chaos to the chaos trap. So, uh, Milo, I, I don't want to speak for your character, but do you think it's right to say that we have made everything worse right now? Oh, absolutely. And it might be because we are going to get there, but it always gets worse before it gets better. Like, the mattresses are up against the wall. And... <laughs> yeah, so, so we, you, you walk, burst in, and you, Milo, you're holding up this, uh, this, this particular, like, um this little tchotchke or something of like and no 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 we can't throw that one away man no way that one aligns all of my um you know it it sort of just makes me feel good when i look at it because it aligns my positive energy with the universe's positive energy and then i know that i need to smoke a blunt whenever i look at that one i know my life sets it down very reverently (laughs) i i do a sign of the cross (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> my like copies the sign of the cross um so don bursts in he is soaking wet from the waist up uh his hair is completely wild uh and he he like walks in and like he's like looks like he was in the middle of doing something like he has had like a plan and he walks in the room is a fucking mess he goes god damn it Oh, what the hell is going on in oh, here? Hey there, Mister Sanderson. Understand the the we're we're in the process of cleaning. Me and Milo, right, Milo? Mm-hmm. Yeah, me and Milo are uh, are get, getting this done. Uh, so you don't have to worry about anything. Uh, you can just uh, be on your merry way, and uh, and your room is gonna be right as rain real soon. I promise. Uh huh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. 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 Why are you wet? Well, good question. Um. Thank you. I'm not entirely sure. I think there's a monster in the lake. Oh, four eyes? Yeah. You know what? She's, she's great. Oh, yeah. Oh, we go way back. What? <laughs> she's real fun. I've never seen this thing in my life. How have you not seen her? What? She's, she's huge. She lives in the lake. Yeah, how can you miss her? Every time you go under the water, you see... Uh... See the big lake monster, full all four eyes staring up back at you, being like, "Don't come in my lake." Yeah, you just gotta That's give a... it some space. Completely flabbergasted by both of you. Did you upset her? She? Well, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, then why are you? I didn't wet? know there was a her to upset. I just was at the lake, and this thing came out and blasted me with water. Is it dangerous? Well, she is uh, very dangerous, in fact. Yeah. Big, big, sharp teeth. Yeah. She could gobble you up whole. This is a place where children are. We need to get rid of it. She Her. doesn't eat children. He just said that she would gobble people up. I said she could gobble people up there, partner. Hey, listen, you seem stressed. Why don't you calm down? Listen, I got some peppermint oil right here. I could dab a little bit under your nose. It'll make you forget everything you served in the last five minutes. I trust me. I made it myself. Do do not dab anything. Uh, My leg does a dab. (laughs) (laughs) See, Milo's doing it. This is turning into Always Sunny very quickly. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, well, this is, as as Don walks over to his bag and pulls out a sword, the sword of Gryffindor or whatever the fuck that he got when he was 13 mm-hmm. that has just been in his bag the whole time. There's a monster in the lake that could eat people, and we don't know that it won't. She's not going to eat people. How, how can you be sure? Because I'll tell you this. A good 85% of all large things that I've ever met have tried to eat me. Have you considered that it's you? Yeah, man. Have you ever thought about working on yourself? <laughs> are there any chairs that are in any way, like, available for sitting in this room? There's got to be, like, a desk, right? Like, so you don't have to just sit on the beds the whole time. If In, like, a counselor's office, like, a counselor's dorm, I could see there being a desk. Yeah, there's probably a desk. Uh, you ha- you'll have to shove away all of the. You'll have to shove away my shrine, but I do. <gasps> I guess when you do that, Dutch <laughs> shoves with his friend and sits down and steeples his fingers, and he says, "All right, here's the thing. One, this place is still a mess. We're so. working on that, partner. Two, there is a huge creature in the lake with sharp teeth." that shoots water like a fire hose. And that could blind people. That's a very that's a very bad health violation. So you two, and you can rope vines it if you want to, figure out some way to make sure that it can't or won't hurt anybody. She. Or else I'm going to slay it like I slayed that dragon in fourth year. He, I, I lean into Milo and I roll my eyes and I say, he's always talking about the dragon slaying like it's a big deal. Okay, like we all haven't slayed a dragon. I mean, to be fair, I haven't slayed a dragon. Neither have I, but that's not the point. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know this, if this is a B plot or if this is... <laughs> the um, new A plot. <laughs> if this is the chaos track of we have to save the rec center, we have to save the lake monster <laughs> from our... from our Overzealous... <laughs> Our overzealous camp counselor friend. Yeah, I mean, like, that that's not a bad A-plot. Like, if it's like, oh, we thought the A-plot was going to be this, and then it shifts gears, that happens a lot in sitcoms, so I could see that. Yeah, decoy A-plot all the t- happens all the time. Cool. All right, then I'm going to mark the clock. Beautiful. Because you have until the end of the week. If anyone gets hurt, he puts up one hand finger. If anyone gets hurt, I kill it. If, the end of the, if, the, if at the end of the week you haven't proven to me, that it's not dangerous, I kill it. Understand each other? I look at Ziggy. <laughs> yeah, far out, man. Understood. Don't worry, man. I got a lot of potions here. I'm like rifling through a bunch of shit. I pick these all myself. I could whip up a potion real quick. A little, you know, talk to Four Eyes potion, man. Fantastic. Uh, and <laughs> he holds up his sword, which is this just big white bladed like glowing white blade filigreed gold and, and mm-hmm. ivory hilt that he got from like an angel or some shit uh and he holds it up and he shows you all of it and he hangs it over the uh next to the door on a on a hook and he says well this is not as bad as what vine said it was going to be but it's still pretty bad so i'm gonna go stay in vine's cabin and there's a beat and i say I think it's kind of ruining the feng shui here, partner. That sucks for you. And I leave. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
Okay, alright. Uh, okay, Milo, looks like we got two tasks ahead of us. One is to get this room cleaned up because as we can see, Mr. Sanderson is having a bit of an episode right now. I don't think his energies are properly aligned. I think he may even be a victim of a replacement, you know, when they replace people with other people. Milo's eyes go really big. Oh yeah, they do it all oh, the time. No. Your, your parents, someone you they know do. probably replaced. My parents? Well, probably. You know, statistically mm -hmm. speaking, whenever you're talking to someone, there's a 50% chance that they have been replaced by the government and replaced with a robot. Milo reaches out and pokes you in the face to see if you're a robot. Oh, I, I'm 100% flesh and blood, Milo. You don't have to worry about old Ziggy. I keep, a, I keep a concentrated level of toxins in my body that only I know how to fight off, and that prevents me from being replaced. You don't worry. <coughs> you don't worry about it. You're so smart. I know. All right, I, I, I grasp Milo's, Milo's uh, shoulders and I say, all right, now I can make that potion, but we're going to need some innocent people blood. <laughs> Does that count as a chaos clock? Insane, insane. That's <laughs> some chaos clock. Fuck. I thought child blood was too uh, much, so I went with innocent, yeah. just innocent people blood. Well, no, that... Yeah, that's great. Yeah, no, the the, 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 the the grammar on that is the best part. Yeah. yeah. Holy fuck. It's Dora, and I just wanted to thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed us, please consider leaving a rating on iTunes, telling your friends about us, or tweeting about our show using the FTLcast hashtag. No, seriously, we crave the validation and it helps us out. Your support really means a lot. Thanks again!